0: Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Today, we're going to start another three-part series, this one all about how to opt into your inheritance. If you've been a listener to this podcast, or even just listening for the first time or the first couple times, you will notice that I use language such as opting out of struggle, opting out of unhealthy behaviors, and how to opt into healthy and rewarding behaviors instead. I talk a lot about how there is a myth around being a black woman that is centered on struggle, that our inheritance, our legacy, is somehow that we must toil, we must suffer, we must struggle. And I really believe that's a lie. No, no, I know it's a lie. And that instead, the inheritance for black women, when I look around at us and I look at what our true legacy is, I know our legacy is the exact opposite. It is joy. It is abundance. It is love. It is community. And so this week, I'm going to talk about how to opt into our inheritance with a three-part series about how to opt into joy, how to opt into abundance, and how to opt into community. Now, to be clear, I mentioned far more things that were in our inheritance than those three, but I want to focus in on them for the next week. So for the next week, the next three episodes, really, whenever you're listening to this, you're going to learn how to opt into those qualities. And today we're going to start with how to opt into joy. I... I'm so excited about this series i'm so excited to talk about these things you can hear it in my voice i hope that joy is our inheritance as black women i, I want you to sit with that and really think about that and i want to make space for you to say things like uh i don't feel joyful right now or you don't know my life you don't know what i've been through and i want to say i don't know your life but I don't want to discount that there has been unbelievably painful moments. Our history as black women is marked with some truly horrific pain points. So let's start here. Let's start with this, this statement. Opting into joy does not ignore that there is pain in our lives. Pain is unavoidable. Tragedy. Bad things happen. They're unavoidable. But there's a difference between bad things happen and bad things being our legacy, being our inheritance, the things that we must endure. And when you understand that your inheritance is joy, I hope that this episode pushes you to be aggressive about your pursuit of joy in your life. Be bold and be determined in a way that you may not have been before. You see, there's a difference between happiness and joy or laughter and joy. Joy to me is a state of being. It is the ability to make meaning of painful events. It is the prioritization of feeling good more than feeling bad. Living a joyful life tends to mean you smile more. And while it's not easy initially to start on that journey, it is completely possible and unbelievably rewarding when you get there. Joy really, in some ways, counter to what I just said, isn't a destination. It's a state of being. You have to keep cultivating it and keep, going back to your well to kind of get more joy, going back to your resources to find joy even in some of the most difficult situations. I can only talk about myself and tell you about my journey into joy. I can tell you today as I'm recording this that I am perhaps the most joyful I have ever been in my life. I can say that completely authentically and honestly to you, because I have made certain changes in the way I live my life. There's certain things I have done and I wanna talk about what I did to get there and really give a roadmap for you who may be starting on your journey to joy or already on it and just looking for whatever tools you can get to stay there. First thing I did in my life is take stock of the ways my life was not joyful and things that weren't working. And more important than the things like a job, a relationship, a friendship, or a illness that I had, more than those things, I looked at what were the thoughts that I had, whatever the beliefs about myself that took away my joy. Here were some of them. I was firmly committed to struggle, and so I believed that because I had chosen to be a social worker, that it meant to a degree that suffering was implied in the work I did. That if I wasn't doing my job right, if I wasn't suffering, and I was suffering. I mean, to the point where I had jobs where I was driving around the community and not to be TMI here, but I was getting UTIs frequently because I wasn't stopping to go to the bathroom During my work day, talk about a commitment to suffering. I was all in on this belief that I was some kind of martyr. And if you've listened to past episodes of the podcast, you will know that we reject martyrdom. You do not have to die to live. And so we reject the concept that tells us that we need to make some huge sacrifice of ourselves in general, As part of our legacy. But I was really wedded at the time to believing that this was just the way it was. You choose this work. You therefore must suffer. And I unhealthily wore that as a badge of honor. And it robbed me of my joy. I was miserable. I may have laughed a lot. I always laugh. Humor for me is one of the biggest things that I need in my life. So even in my worst points, me and my friends and my boss and my coworkers, we laughed often and loudly. But it was a joyless laugh. It was filled with sarcasm. It was filled with cynicism. And I'm not here to tell you I've completely evolved as a human and I don't use sarcasm. I love me some sarcasm, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just do. I try not to weaponize it and I don't try to be cruel, but I love sarcasm and I'm sometimes cynical. But overall, I've reduced those qualities in my life by at least 80%. And my belief about my career and that I need to suffer was a key turning point, a key thought that I had to change that unlocked my ability to be joyful. Our lives are filled with compromise. But one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com slash BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash BGB. ZocDoc.com slash BGB. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule you fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com/burnout. The second area where I had to change my thoughts was around relationships. Oh, boy, was I locked into struggle to find a partner. And it showed up in very interesting ways. I've always been, quote unquote, an independent woman. I've always taken care of myself, but I was unnecessarily cynical about love. And I let that take my joy I let myself believe that my singleness was in reaction to the absence of good partners in the world, and there's just not great people out there. And instead, I've shifted to understanding that I choose whatever relationship status I want. The world isn't denying me a partner. I have a full life with or without one. And I unlocked joy when I stepped into that. And my interactions with potential partners got so much better. There was so much healing in me letting go of this need to struggle in love, listening to songs that were all about heartbreak, dieting on rom-coms with very bittersweet or tragic endings. I've talked about how to opt into more romance into your life. And that's one of the things I made an effort to do. I opted into making my life much more romantic and understanding that that wasn't dependent on a partner. I didn't tie my feelings of self-worth, my attractiveness to whether or not someone looked at me or affirmed me physically. And boy, in my 20s, was that something that drove me. I let go of that. And I opted into joy by letting go of that thinking. The other thing I did to opt out of this idea of struggle and sadness and suffering, opting out of suffering really is the best way to say it, is I changed some of my behaviors. Once I started thinking bigger, letting go of negative thoughts and negative ideas, I started leaving room for me to think more. And think more, not in this like, woe is me, I'm so sad, but think more about possibility, read more, spend time with really good people. Because now that I had made the decision that, oh, work doesn't have to be about suffering, I started then going, well, what do I like doing in my job? What about social work did I love? Oh, my interactions with my clients. Then I started optimizing those interactions. What do I love about this work? I wanna change things. I wanna challenge some of the systems that do not help people. And then I shifted my career and started doing the work that made me feel more connected and more full and satisfied inside. Once I shifted out of believing that love is a suffering endeavor and it's being filled with cynicism, I opted into, like I'd said before, romance and adding romance in my lives. buying myself flowers, taking myself to great travel destinations. I started thinking a lot more about what am I looking for in a partner And how can I have those qualities in myself, develop them, but put those qualities in my life? One person can't be everything. So how do I build a community of people that can give me the love in my life that I may have felt I was missing or reaffirm that I am very, very, very much loved in my little world? So I changed my behaviors. Once I let go of those thinking, my behavior changed. I started thinking about the potential and the possibilities of my life. I started taking myself on big adventures, going different places, traveling, and I was filled with so much fulfillment and happiness. I live a pretty joyful life. It's not a perfect life. I have had some really hard things happen in my life. Some of them incredibly incredibly painful. But I will tell you that I have joy. And I giggle a lot now, and it's hilarious to me that at my age now that I am more of a laugh laughy person, like I I giggle, I watch things with a new renewed sense of ah oh, this is great. I appreciate a meal more. I also cut out of my life negativity because negativity is the enemy of joy. It's that simple. I don't hang out with negative people. I got rid of them in my life. I I let them go with love, but I let them go. I have less friends now than I did, but oh, my friends are so beautiful. Ain't nobody got friends like I got friends. (laughs) I've got great friendships in my life. I let go of negativity in my work environment. I let go of negativity, here's a good one, in my social media. Everyone knows me and I have one friend who will tell me, Kelly, you just cut people ruthlessly at social media. Absolutely. My social media is filled with things that bring me joy affirmations and travel stories of black women, animal stories, I'm obsessed with puppies, and beautiful destinations. I don't bring into my space people that I need to have fights with, people whose opinions annoy me or disrupt me or make me feel uncomfortable. I cut them all out of my life. It's a famous saying around my friends that I tell people all the time, if you like pink and I like purple, I'll cut you from the social circle, of my social media, to be very clear. I will cut you out of my social media. We don't need to follow each other (laughs) because I don't want my joy disrupted. And while I'm being a little silly here when I say, oh, if you like pink and I like purple, we can't be friends. I'm being silly, but you get the point. I don't want to have political conversations. I don't want to fight about a concept or a policy. I don't want to fight about the way I choose to live my life with someone. I've eliminated that negativity from my life. So, what can you do? You can opt into joy, and your healing practice to get you there today is to one get you to affirm My inheritance is joy. I am deserving of a life filled with joy. Start by just affirming those words. And once you start to believe it, think about the areas of your life that may be bringing negativity into your world and find the strength to cut them out. Stay tuned to this podcast because we are going to talk about how to opt out of negativity. But first, we're going to continue on with the second part of this series, which is how to opt into abundance. And we're going to wrap up the week with how to opt into community. Stick around. I can't wait to talk more with you. So that's it for this week's episode. As you know, this podcast is across all major platforms for the Many, many, many of you who are listening, if you feel connected to this material or this reaches you or resonates, please share with others. Let them know this podcast is out there. Feel free to share on your social media as well. Also, feel free to leave a review on now Spotify and Apple Podcasts. They mean the world. And until we talk next, take care of yourself and take care of each other.